Welcome to Managed Carecast, a podcast from the American Journal of Managed Care. My name is Allison Ansaro, Senior Editor of the American Journal of Managed Care. With just three weeks left to go in 2020, the American Journal of Managed Care wraps up its 25th anniversary year with an interview with the co-editors of our journal, Dr. Michael Chernew and Dr. Mark Fendrick. We asked for their thoughts about how they would set the agenda for President-elect Joe Biden in 2021, including the sustainability of Medicare, alternative payment models, a continued way forward for the Affordable Care Act, and value-based insurance design, particularly as the continued coronavirus disease 2019 pandemic continues to stress every aspect of healthcare. Today's Managed Care Cast features a portion of that discussion, and you can read the full interview in the December edition of the American Journal of Managed Care. Thank you for joining us today, Dr. Fendrick and Dr. Chernew. It's our pleasure to be here. Absolutely. Thank you for having us. So as you both know, as the co-editors of our publication, this is the last interview in 2020 that we've been running as part of a monthly series. We didn't expect uh, 2020 to turn out the way it did. And to start off with a new president taking office in January, I'm sure you both have opinions about this, but what would be your priorities for president-elect Biden in Medicare and Medicaid and managed health care overall? And either one of you can go first. Yeah, I'll give you my quick uh, list, just brief. Uh, we can talk about more or less at your discretion. The first thing that I think, whether they want to or not, there's going to have to be some attention to the Part A trust fund. It's scheduled to be depleted in 2024, and some strategies are going to have to be taken to... Um, figure out how to maintain the solvency of the trust fund. The second thing that I think is going to be particularly important for me, for the new administration, is to chart a path for promoting alternative payment models. And there's been a lot of movement in the area of alternative payment models. Some things have worked and some things have not worked. But I think coming up with a strategy for this administration, and really, I'd like to see a strategy for beyond uh, to be developed as we begin to transform the healthcare system. And the third thing that I think you will see from this administration, it would be a priority for me, is to strengthen where the Affordable Care Act is in its implementation. There are a number of actions taken uh, largely by executive order in the uh, current administration that I think the new administration will revisit. And I think it's important to lay out a path for the Affordable Care Act for the next four years and beyond. Dr. Fendra? So first off, it's uh, really great for Mike and I to be the finishing touches of the 25th anniversary celebration for AJMC. I think there's a lot of us who actually want to see the year 2020 come to an end for a variety of reasons. But as we uh, turn into a new year and a new administration, I think my points would be to continue to grow on our bipartisan work, emphasizing that there is more than enough money in the US healthcare system. And we need levers like Mike just mentioned, like alternative payment models that'll hopefully shift some of the money more to the services that make Americans healthier and less away 
from those that don't. Uh, more specifically, uh, as we first published in AGMC in 2001, not quite 25 years ago, but getting close to 20 years, the idea of uh, value-based insurance design, which aligns out-of-pocket costs with the value of services as opposed to setting consumer cost sharing at the price of the service. That idea of VBID was included in the Biden platform. It has been used in both Republican and Democratic administrations. So it's our hope that particularly with a split government with no major healthcare policy changes on the horizon, that there'll be continued attention to aligning healthcare costs with uh, the essential nature of clinical services that not only will continued barriers be removed for coronavirus vaccines and COVID-19 treatments, but hopefully this would extend to other high value services that are particularly used in the area of chronic diseases and that we could, that we could pay uh, for the added generosity of that coverage with the identification and reduction of low value care as put forth by Mike and I in a template called VBIT-X, a benefit design that lowers cost sharing on certain high value services and paid dollar for dollar by increasing cost sharing on either specific services or line items of services like high cost imaging and not preferred branded drugs. Dr. Chernew, do you want to talk more about alternative payment models, particularly some of the efforts that the current administration has made in chronic disease, such as kidney care? Well, my broad thought is that we need some coherence in the alternative payment models, that we are running too many of them and they're often conflicting and we haven't projected where they are going. So while I think there are some um, particular clinical areas of interest, I would rather see some uh, statement about the role that, for example, population-based payment models like ACOs will play relative to episode-based models that you see a whole series of. And um, I think it's been very challenging to be successful with the number of new models introduced. And I actually think we've gotten to the point where we're introducing too many new models and the new models, even if the model themselves would be good standalone, in this environment are actually being counterproductive because they're distracting people given all the range of choices of models they might be in or not be in or how they run. So if I were picking, and this is just a, a micro comment, I would uh, encourage the administration and CMMI to slow down in terms of the number of models um, instead of finding new and interesting ones to implement. Um, Dr. Fendrick, when you talked about uh, VBIT and VBIT-X, does that require any sort of maybe political will to get people to accept um, on the part of consumers and patients or some sort of thought adjustment process they would have to go through? So that's a really good question. I think one of the re reasons why Mike and I would say we've had the modest success we've had with value-based insurance design is it's intuitiveness and it's bipartisan and multi-stakeholder support. I mean, on the surface, who's not going to support more of the good stuff and less of the bad stuff? So what we feel is that the coronavirus pandemic, uh, lots of pain, lots of hardship, but as uh, colleagues of mine 
from Tufts and I published in the June issue of AJMC that there might be a silver lining in the fact that the dramatic reduction in both high and low value care uh, that Mike and his colleagues from Harvard have continuously updated us on allowed us this ability to really inform all stakeholders that we could realign payment, benefit design and other levers to increase efficiency in that while I've not been overly sympathetic to the provider community over my career, uh, I've written in multiple venues that it's time to start paying clinicians and delivery systems more for some of these high tech services that provide great value and hold them accountable though for the services that might be very expensive and profitable that don't make Americans any healthier. We have seen some movement, like all things even modest to this effect, but I'm hopeful that given the dramatic decreases that we saw in high and low value care and sadly like to see again uh, with a second COVID surge, we'll prioritize not just profits or not profit access, but actually be clinically driven in how we spend our dollars moving forward. To see and read all of our 25th anniversary interviews for 2020, visit ajmc.com anniversary. To get in touch with us, email info at ajmc.com or follow us on Twitter at ajmc underscore journal. And if you like the podcast, don't forget to subscribe and rate us.